0: I know i crazy. I know i crazy. I know I crazy. I know I'm crazy. What's up, call? I know I'm crazy? So guess what? We have Matt here today. Now, as promised, when we spoke to Jessica, I told you guys that we were going to speak to everyone in her family because you all know I have an infatuation with this family and how they've managed to blend and mend and forgive and work it out and all that good stuff so we've heard from the lady of the bunch and she's surrounded by these two awesome fellas now we have her husband here matt fru hey matt how are you
1: good how are you doing
0: i'm awesome now i said your last name right right it's fru
1: yeah it's fru F R E W.
0: okay you know it it
1: amazes me how many times um that can people butcher it right yeah
0: how do what do they say when they mispronounce fru though
1: yeah they say Frau more free for you yeah
0: right right okay so as you all can see matt jessica and steve have a relationship by that by most people's or some people's standards is a little bit unconventional and atypical matt is jessica's husband matt is a divorced dad and now he is part of this beautiful threesome that we are. Uh, we also support their podcast, husband-in-law, by the way. We everybody knows that. So Matt, uh, we're just yeah. gonna get right into it. Okay. How in the heck, like, where do you fit in in all this? I know that you're Jessica's husband. Yep. Um, but like, where are you in all this? Where? How do you look at this? Does anybody think that you're crazy for how yeah. cool you guys are? Well,
1: a lot of people think I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> well, a lot of people you're think good company that...
0: then, because we know we're crazy over at this podcast.
1: <laughs> a lot of people think that well, the first question is that I get from a lot of people who understand that the relationship that I have, especially with my wife's ex-husband. They're always just like, Wait, why? Like why why would you even do that? Like why would you even open open yourself up to having a good relationship with yes. your wife's ex? Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> what's the
0: answer then why and the answer you, is this you didn't have to
1: no I well and that's that's we all have our choices right and mm-hmm. um, my answer always is look he is first off he's another human being that I believe that we should love all um, and second he is the father of a child who spends a lot of time in my home and if this child can see that, her stepdad truly appreciates and um, respects her dad. Um, that that will that will forever stick out in her mind.
0: Yes, yes. So, what is you guys' relationship really like? You and Steve? Are you do you go out for beers together, golfing? Okay, um, so
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a wrench in this <laughs> Okay,
0: because
1: because here's the thing: since Jessica. Recorded with you last, Naja. Mm-hmm. Um, I made a very strategic business decision, um, and I actually hired Steve as one of my employees. Wow!
0: So yeah. you guys are like co dads, and <laughs> and now you're working together.
1: Yes, he. Um, I hired him on as my warehouse manager now, and he, which is a leadership role. He's, he's mm-hmm. part of my leadership team. And, um, yeah, I, I made that decision about a month ago. So you, when you were, when you're at
0: work, <laughs> people are saying, okay, dude, so your, your wife's ex-husband works for you.
1: Yeah. it not he, isn't that awkward as heck. So here's the thing. Nobody really. So it's funny because I have a I have a team of about thirty people, mm-hmm. and they they're slowly starting to recognize and realize who he is. Um, but we we have we haven't ever announced that. Um, and I honestly don't know how many of my team members actually listen to my podcast. So,
0: yeah, like you guys um, got a whole podcast, pictures <laughs> and photo shoots.
1: Yeah. In fact, actually, just last week, one of my team members. Um, I have one of our products in my warehouse and she picked it from the shelf because we had an order for it and she, it scared her because there's my face on the front of, of one of the cards that she's, <laughs> she's putting in an order. Yeah. And she brought it over to me. She's like, what is this? Like, I didn't even know you, like, who are these people? What are you
0: doing? What type of life are you living outside of this warehouse?
1: Exactly. So, <laughs> um, so, so basically the, to answer your question, what is our relationship like and how is it like, do we go get beers at the bar? I don't, I don't drink Steve's drinks, but we have taken our daughters out for a daddy daughter date. Um, And what a
0: lucky little girl, what a blessed little girl.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, that's with my daughter from my previous marriage and and his daughter. And so here we have stepsisters being able to go out on a daddy daughter date with their dads right and enjoy each other's company and and just really we go to fancy restaurants and we eat fancy food and um you show
0: these girls how ladies should be treated
1: exactly and, and you're
0: showing them that you guys can come together and love them no matter what
1: and and it's awesome because jessica always tells our girls that hey you want to marry somebody or you want to be with somebody who treats you just like your dad does yes and um Mm -hmm. obviously that that has a lot to say with i mean i i love that statement because that means hopefully that means that jessica feels as though i'm treating her right right Um, right (laughs) if she wants
0: her daughter to mimic that i I think that you're probably not doing such a bad job right i think it's okay okay so like steve is like i see his pictures he has the blonde uh frosted hair snazzy dresser (laughs) He seems like a fast moving type of dude you know yeah and then you are the opposite not saying that you're not a snazzy dresser or
1: anything
0: (laughs) but you know you guys have a different vibe you have a different thing
1: yeah i i'm i'm we're we're opposites it's you are opposites
0: and you know from a step-parents perspective um i know that and i don't know if this is true for you but a lot of step-parents will do the comparison game like what do you see in me Uh, Because I'm so much different from that person over there. Did you ever have to deal with any of that comparison that step parents do?
1: Um, I, I don't, I, I don't try to compare myself to anybody. Um, I know that's like, that, that statement I know is very, it's, it's easier said than done, right? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. And
1: I just try, I try my hardest to leave myself out of, um, especially the, the image thing and, and it, comparing just, I don't know. It's not, it's not who I am. It's mm-hmm, not who, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I feel Steve, like t- Steve so- in, in talking, talking about this, like comparing myself to Steve, like Steve is Steve. Like right. he has characteristics and attributes that are absolutely amazing that I don't have. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I do also recognize that I also have characteristics and attributes that, that he doesn't have.
0: Right. And,
1: and ultimately what we want is we want our daughters, our kids to see that, hey, it doesn't really matter. It, it, it doesn't matter a sexual orientation or a, um, or a religious um, background or whatever, mm-hmm. that there can be good in all people. And Absolutely. we just have to find that good.
0: Absolutely. So what did you think of Jessica when you first met? Uh, what was your first impression?
1: When we first met, my first impression, well, when she pulled me in, it's it, this is kind of a funny story, because she mm-hmm. pulled me in um, into her apartment at the time. Mm-hmm. And I had just got done with a mountain bike ride with Steve, her ex-husband. And at this time, her and Steve were dating again after they had divorced.
0: Mm, and so on this about
1: that yeah yeah on these on these mountain bike rides you know we would we'd talk about you know relationships and, and girls and whatever i at this time when i was mountain biking with steve i had no idea that he was gay um it because that i mean yeah nor did, did it matter to me even after he came out like yeah after i knew mm-hmm. um we'd still go on mountain bike rides mm-hmm. um but i remember her pulling me in and it was well, she asked hey after you guys go mountain biking, I want to, I want to talk, chat with you. She knew at this time that her and Steve were pretty much done dating. Mm -hmm. And she wanted to tell me the whole story as to what her situation was. Mm. And I I remember that night going into her apartment and she just spilled the beans. Told you everything. Told me everything. Told me like what had happened in her marriage. Like how, you know, that her and Steve, in fact, one of the first times Steve and I were, we're mountain biking. He said, "Hey, I'm, I, you know, I'm dating a, a girl named Jessica, and at mm-hmm. the same time, I was also dating another girl named Jessica. I oh, like, oh, we're you're both like, dating a Jessica.
0: Okay, but not this Jessica.
1: <laughs> but not this Jessica. Okay,
0: okay.
1: No, 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 not. not it, it wasn't that kind of drama.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> um, and so, um, anyways, I didn't think anything of it, <laughs> and come to find out, it You know, he was dating his ex-wife, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so she kind of told me why, you know, she was dating him again. She wanted to make sure um, that they did it was give it. Really their done, all.
0: It was a done deal. Yeah, yeah. I don't see a lot of parents doing that. It's just yeah, yeah.
1: So um, my initial thoughts were, holy crap! Like this is this is weird. I I've never known anybody really in this type of relationship. Of mm-hmm. one, they were very amicable. And they were very um, respectful of each other. Yeah. And and, and that's what I think in my cool mind. There were some cool
0: exes. There was, like, no drama. And, yeah, Jessica, I, I always had to commend her because I was like, wow, girl, you were dealt a blow. But, hey, you you, you know, as a woman, I was like, you, you really handled that as well as you could.
1: Yeah. and And, and the norm for somebody to handle that, like, the, the social norm is, like, hey, he cheated on you, he's right. come out gay, and you you hate his guts.
0: There's a lot of ways that could have gone way
1: wrong. Right. And and it's very commendable, like you said, that, look, she put in her full effort and she yes. showed this man that she truly did love him and she still loves him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in, How does that
0: feel for you to say that? It's
1: um, in a different way. And I know that. And that's why I can say that. Do you feel that, more
0: comfortable saying that because he's gay?
1: Um, and that's a funny question that you've, because I get that question a lot. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't matter. And, and what it comes down to is, is mutual respect. Even if he wasn't gay, if he still showed me and her the same mutual respect that he, that he currently does, Mm -hmm. um, I would, I would respect him just, just the same. Okay, okay.
0: Another question then. Now what this was like a drama situation and he was a high conflict ex or high conflict bio dad?
1: I would put up boundaries for sure.
0: Okay. How would you feel like would you still be able to say or acknowledge that there was still love there? Like you know
1: between him and Jessica? Yeah. Um, I think so if if he was a high conflict, I think that Jessica also would have she would be struggling with um really (laughs) loving him still
0: yeah um Mm -hmm. so yeah it turns into something different when you divorce and then you still have to raise a kid with a person but they're high conflict and you know that affects your child i imagine that would be kind of difficult to express any feelings of uh, positive feelings or endearment for that person probably have
1: complete opposite. Right, and we do have that complete opposite with, with my ex. And my, well, let's, my ex let's
0: segue into that. I was going to okay. wait until the next portion, but let's say, se- you know, because Jessica's a stepmom too. I'm a stepmom, and, you know, she and I really relate on the high-conflict high nature of one side of our lives, and she and I both know, like, how it can make things uncomfortable, unnecessarily yeah. freaking uncomfortable, but uncomfortable nonetheless. How how is that situation going? Cause she didn't really go into detail. Cause I was like, no, I want to hear it from Matt. I want him to tell his story. So <laughs> you break that down for us and what that looks like and how it happened and how it's going as much as you want to share or as little as you want to share.
1: Um, I don't think we have time to share it all.
0: <laughs> yeah. We only got like 30 minutes, Matt.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically in a nutshell, um, dealing with my high conflict ex is there there within the last few years there is extreme boundaries that have have needed to be set up
0: how many years um, since
1: you separated how many years were we separated no since you've been you know apart divorced. from that person yeah um, it's been uh, eight and a half years almost nine okay years. okay yeah a while yeah it's it's been a while Um, but not in
0: high conflict land it's not
1: (laughs) no and and extremely high conflict land (laughs) that happened probably about four years ago
0: oh so things were cool for a while and then it revved up
1: yeah and and I think a lot of it has to do with you know you know Jessica being more involved with with my kids and um but but again it's Dealing with a high-conflict X and um, and the extremes that we are dealing with right now. For example, um, when we do child exchange, she's not allowed to approach my vehicle, nor am I allowed to approach her vehicle. Oh, God. So we do exchanges at church. Oh. Um, so I um, – she – on my weeks to get the kids. So it's week on week off. Mm -hmm. Um, She brings the children to our church um, right before church begins. And Mm -hmm. then the next week when I, when she has the kids, she picks up the kids right after church ends.
0: Okay. So you don't, you don't really have to have too much interaction in that case then?
1: No. And that's, that's definitely by design. Yeah. Yeah
0: that's that's just for the best for the kids and for everybody yeah How- and, it,
1: and it's been interesting it's it's one of those scenarios where if you give this person an inch they'll take a mile right oh
0: yeah i know exactly what you mean
1: and so um this last week jessica was dealing with with covid she she'd gotten she had gotten sick with covid and
0: yeah mm.
1: um immediately when we found out i decided you know what i'm gonna let her stay in the house i'm still healthy i don't have it i you know so I went and stayed at a hotel for about 10 days
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that 10 days was on my week with, with the kids. And um, I just wanted to be respectful of, of my ex and, mm-hmm. and the kids saying, Hey, look, I'm staying in a hotel and it's really probably not conducive for the, the kids to stay with me the full week, just because mm-hmm. it's in a hotel. And it's
0: a hotel. Yes. Yeah, they'd be
1: more comfortable too. in their own home going to school there. And anyways. Right. Um, so I started texting her and calling her during the week last week, and that's way out of norm. I will not ever text her or call her. It's all right. via email mm-hmm. so that it's mm-hmm. documented, right? Um, and so, because I opened up that door again to text and oh, call, oh god, uh oh, yeah, it Uh-oh. became it became this a back and forth. Yeah, that was that was an inch, and now she's going to take a mile. So yep. all of a sudden, she started calling me. And she knows that it's she's the only time she's supposed to call me is if it is an emergency. An
0: emergency, right?
1: And so she she would call me and just and that's yeah. not
0: an emergency because you could yeah. an email about this.
1: Yep. Okay. So
0: and
1: that's so kind of how you yeah, open that's up dialogue, how my relationship, and
0: then it's just a floodgate. You open up the floodgates. Does your partner Whoa. share kids with a loony? Are your stepkids driving you up a wall? Is your partner failing miserably at setting boundaries? Well, VIP Stepmom is where you need to be we're an exclusive private community just for stepmoms and we'd love for you to join our tribe each month our members enjoy private conversations podcasts expert workshops a subscription to step mom magazine and monthly live zoom meetings if you're ready to join a diverse community that is committed to making sure you live your best life visit vip stepmom today we'll save a seat for you v-i-v-i-v-i-p stepmoms that's you and me
1: Yes, and that's, again, it's setting up those boundaries and and definitely following those boundaries to a T. It's
0: hard to not be, I'm just going to say, this is not Matt saying this, anybody that's listening, this is Naja saying this. It's really hard when you have a person that, it seems like they make it their business to toil you and bother you and just not stay in their lane and do their jobs, it, it, you know, it's a little bit of a headache, but how do you, you mentioned boundaries a couple of times. And, you know, that's a word that we throw out a whole lot on this podcast. How do you maintain the emotional boundaries? Because I know that you you're good about, Hey, listen, I'm not going to respond to phone calls. You're only supposed to email me, but that doesn't mean you don't get pissed off. Sometimes you don't lay in bed and ruminate and think about it. Um, how right. do you keep that? How do you keep yourself in check?
1: Uh, it's through my wife, like I run everything through her, like not through her, like I will, con- I will have a, a conversation with her
0: mm-hmm.
1: of, Hey, this is what's going on. Like this is, I- and you know, just some of the conversations last week, like, yes, there were some F-bombs dropped, but they were just to myself. Right. I couldn't believe, <laughs> yeah. like I was cooped up in the hotel room and I was so frustrated at, at you know.
0: My ex coming at
1: me with yeah. this total nonsense of of a situation. And I was like, who does she think she is? You know, and it's like, ah, oh, she, she's, she has not changed one bit. This is the F same this, F that, that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And, <laughs>
0: yeah. and it's
1: in the conversation with Jessica, where it's just like, hey, like I always talk it out with her and say, hey, this is what I want to say to her and i say it Mm -hmm. to jessica okay and and jessica will come back and say yeah that'd be nice to say to her for sure but you can't say that
0: you can't (laughs) say that because what good would it do it it might feel good for a moment but oh there might be hell to pay if you let it flow like you want to and you guys remember a few podcasts ago i talked about how i did let those f-bombs flow and how good it felt in the moment but then i felt like total garbage the next day so it's not worth it it's never it's never ever ever worth it
1: nope it's not and it's and here's the thing dealing with a high conflict x it's never worth it because all of a sudden that's more ammo that they're going to feed to your children and say see this is how they are
0: Mm, they get to play the victim and you help them become victimized almost yep how do you keep it separate from your daughter because on one end from your kids because on one end you have a freaking podcast with the other side of your blended family and in the other side it's it's not how how do you explain it to your kids uh, your own biological children like yeah. why can't they have this fairy tale situation too
1: so um my my children are very aware of of our podcast in fact there's been several well my ex secretly somehow like whatever way she wants she can listen openly like whatever i'm Mm -hmm, we're not trying mm -hmm. to hide anything from her right um but she'll make comments um saying hey um one of my friends who follows you on instagram said this and this and this about your podcast and oh stop it it. yeah exactly it's like come on like
0: you know you listen to that you know you listen (laughs) to yourself
1: right and so anytime that we record um something that could be thrown back at me and trying for her to try and twist something. Mm-hmm. I, I immediately before uh, my ex can even listen, like I will have my kids listen to it saying, Hey, this is what, this is what's going to be aired. And this is, this is the situation. And, mm. um, and, and one of those is um, so my, my oldest son is not my biological son.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, I adopted him from birth. Um, oh, nice. I met I met my ex when she was nine months pregnant, <gasps> and he's not mine. And we got married, and I adopted him. And so he's Whoa. he. You met her
0: when she was nine months pregnant.
1: I did. I did.
0: I, okay, wait. Let's let's okay. Let's let's get <laughs> that because I always thought that women that could get a guy when they're you know at the lab about to pop. There's gotta be something super special about that woman or super special about that guy. Cause I know one person that that is, and that's my friend, Michael, his grandma and granddaddy got married and grandma was like eight months pregnant, you know, carrying a load full of another dude walking down that aisle to granddaddy. And I am like, wow. So what was it? Like what, how did that happen?
1: So um, at this time I was what? I was like 23 years old. I was- Oh, you were a kid. Twenty-three or twenty-four—I can't remember.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, We were at church. She was sitting like three rows ahead, and all I could see was the back of her. I didn't. I. (laughs) I, (laughs) You didn't see that. And I leaned. I leaned over to my friend (laughs) and I said, "Hey, I need to get that girl's number because she's hot." (laughs) And um, so after after church was was done, uh, again I, I I went up to her and then it was like. Well, I'm already this far into the conversation. You know, here's <laughs> she's pregnant. Like, whoa. OK, well, mm. I'm still I'm still going to I, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to place any judgment. I, I had already initially had this thought in my head that this girl was cute. There was something about her. Yeah. And I approached her and um, that's that's how I met her. Damn.
0: <laughs> Damn. What was going through your head? Because this woman's pregnant about to have a baby. That's clearly not yours. What what were you thinking?
1: Um, I was, so this was, this was um, a lot of (laughs) months in the, in the making, right? So, so I dated her for, I think it was, I think it was roughly six months or so. And she had him, she had our son about a month and a half into dating and oh my
0: god
1: it so was goes,
0: oh my god i gotta go have the baby i gotta cancel our date and then you. yeah one day but but you're so new at that point did you just fall in love with her and the baby because i could see how that i happened.
1: did i did for sure and and that's the thing it's like um I, I remember when she was going to have the baby um it was a question of whether or not i was going to be in the room, and. Oh. And it oh was like, God. I, I didn't, I didn't care either way. It's just basically, look, I'm here to support you. Like whatever you feel comfortable with, like, I'll, I'll make that happen. Yeah. And, um, go in. So last minute, she's like, I want you in here. I was like, all right. So <laughs> I was in the room with, with her and, oh um, I was on the North end. I like hadn't, <laughs> because you didn't I, look, you didn't at this time, like, you know, my, my religious values were.
0: <gasps> oh, so you hadn't good. even seen it.
1: No, I haven't even Not seen for it for
0: real. But you're just like, oh my god.
1: So, um, yeah. So I was, I was there from the very second my son was born. Um, and
0: yeah. So that was your baby. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And so, I mean, getting back to the original questions, like, hey, the how do you kind of separate or make sure that your kids are in line with with what you're sharing on the podcast? Like, mm-hmm. so that was a podcast episode that I was getting ready to share that. Um, I adopted my son and um, I just wanted him to hear it from me first mm-hmm. of, Hey, this is my son. I absolutely love him. He will always be my son.
0: Right. right. And
1: um, because that has been used against me um, by the other, by, by my ex of, Hey, you just don't click with him because he's not your biological son.
0: Oh, get out of here. You literally were there from the moment he took his first breath right before actually
1: right and so um and that hurts that hurts when that's used of um
0: and i'm assuming you're the only father he knows because
1: you've adopted him so he's yes
0: 100 percent okay so that means the person that he does have a, a paternal dna connection to is god knows where it's not right. okay
1: right according to according to his mother she has no idea who he is and um,
0: you know, one thing that we realize about high conflict people is they say what they need to say in the moment. And that might not necessarily be true. I mean, who even knows if the guy knows that he had had a son,
1: you know, who right. knows? But right. And, and that's the thing, though, Nadja, I'm not going to dwell on that. And right. It's there. It does me no good. Now, nope. when my son comes to me and says, hey, dad, like, I want your help because I want to I want to find my dad. Like, I want right. to find my my biological father. Right. I will support him in that. And that's something that look, I is, is reality. And, um, but at, at the same time I will have the conversation again with him that, Hey, just because you find your biological dad doesn't mean that I'm not your real dad.
0: Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That just means he might have the opportunity to get to know, um, another human being another yeah. adult another person that could potentially care about him who knows exactly. but that's you know that's 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 him so then um and you have a daughter as well right yes okay so then they see they actively see you steve and jess um parenting their daughter your daughter your stepdaughter uh, their yeah. biological daughter and I don't know what they might have on the other side of their own home, but do they ever make comments like, you know, can you and mom do this for us? Or you know, why can't we have that?
1: Um, they don't. I think they, they probably just
0: know. Kids know. They,
1: they know. Kids
0: <laughs> Yeah. Kids they are very
1: they know a lot more than we think they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're very in tune with what is going on, especially with their mom and their dad. Yeah. Um, they know it's they know yeah mm-hmm. okay
0: awesome awesome so then what advice would you give to fellas that are dealing with high conflict you know i, I love hearing advice from from men to other men because we do have a lot of guys that listen to this podcast yeah what advice would you give to the dads that are trying to just navigate and be cool and you know like what who would you tell the men
1: i would tell them to first of all drop the ego and it's not about them Mm. it's about the kids oh um and so that 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 would be my like the biggest piece of advice that i would give is yeah it's not about it's not about you it's about the kids it's
0: not about you so what advice would you give to stepmothers to the women that are loving you guys that came to these relationships with children um, Especially the ones that are dealing with high conflict uh, biological mothers. What do you, what, what do us stepmoms need to know?
1: Uh, it's going <laughs> to require a lot of patience. Mm. The patience. And not only is it going to require a lot of patience, but also know that if these stepchildren come to you and, and say something that may, come off as hurtful or offensive Mm. that it's it's not you again it's not you Mm. it's not you that is is typically in the wrong or um it's nothing against you it's these children are dealing with what is their reality and their reality could really hurt yeah um so yeah
0: how do you deal with do you have any sort of guilt over the fact that like I know your your arrangement is fifty fifty. So you see your kids half the time, but then you are in the home with um your stepdaughter. So that means you might I assume you see her a little bit more. How do you how do you handle that? Because have your kids ever
1: expressed like wow, she gets a little bit more of you. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. my kids my kids have expressed that and and it's it's at the very beginning. So Jessica and I have been married for uh, just over seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um, in the beginning of our marriage, it was really hard. It was extremely hard for me to get over the fact that, Hey, I have a stepdaughter who spends way more time in my home than my own kids. Yeah. And I, I had to learn how to let that go. I how? had to learn. That how the
0: heck do you do that? I go to work. <laughs> you you have stuff to keep you busy.
1: Yeah. I, I and, but in all reality, um, my stepdaughter and I, in the first, I would say the first two or three years of, of Jessica and I's marriage, like we didn't get along. Like we didn't know how to approach each other. I, and to this day, even of, though
0: you got along with her dad, she, yeah.
1: oh, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought that even though, even though Steve and I have, have had a good relationship from the beginning, it's now I'm not spending the amount of time that I'm spending with Steve as I am with, with his daughter true right? true I'm spending a lot more time with with his daughter than than him
0: yeah um, you're including
1: right. i'm spending a lot more time with with his daughter than than my own children and, and again at the very beginning there was some resentment right is mm-hmm. how, how come i can't have the same amount of time with my own kids yeah but then i realized that look every little situation is different and what is working for Jessica and Steve is working for them and what is working for my wife, my ex-wife and myself is working for us and that was our own choice. Those were our own choices that we have to live with and I just have to get over that.
0: Yeah, it's just, you know, that's a, that's probably one of the best answers for a lot of stuff that we all deal with is like, we're just honestly going to have to put our ego aside, like you said, and practice patience and, we're gonna have to get over it because yeah. it ain't going anywhere. Things aren't gonna change.
1: If you don't get over it, your children, the 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 more they grow up and the more they realize what is life is really about, they're gonna have some resentment if you don't let it go. Mm. What age do you think the kids start to see
0: what parent was the true problem?
1: That, that's that's a tough question. <laughs> Because I, I'm hopeful that it's sooner rather than later. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, it may be never. This is
0: true. Sometimes they never see it.
1: And that's that's a pill that I have to. I I, I always and Jessica can attest to this. I always try and prepare for a worst case scenario.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my worst case scenario in, the, in this particular scenario is that. Both of my children will never realize um, which of the parents was more high conflict than the other. Um, Scary. It it is, but at the same time, that's reality, and I have to prepare prepare myself for that. How do you prepare for that? Um. Again, it goes back. It's I'm I've completely lost myself when I don't have my kids. Um i work like crazy Mm. and that is what blocks off um having those thoughts and festering on those thoughts of Mm -hmm. hey what if the what ifs about my kids like yeah when my kids are over at or Mm. are over at their mom's for that that week like i have to block out what could be being said about me or what the kids are doing like who knows what the heck is happening you you can't i guess you can't riddle yourself with those types of thoughts because it you have no control
0: places How do you, if you have no control bro right right
1: so um so i have learned and, and jessica jessica and i have a lot of fun together like the the weeks that i don't have my kids like um it's a lot of the nights we don't we don't have our stepdaughter either and so we're kind of these we call we call ourselves part-time parents and um
0: Oh, that's cool. You got them like on the same visitation schedule. So sometimes,
1: you- yeah. And yeah. there's some nights where, you know, we we only have penny and and that's okay. But yeah. the nights that we don't have any kids, um it is it's it's date night. It's hang out in the hot tub night. It's we're gonna do what we wanna do. That's amazing
0: for a marriage though, because you you know, most parents don't get that
1: it is and that's the thing anytime we we bring this up to our friends that we're out to dinner with they're like wait a second how can we become part-time parents and it's like no 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 no, it's not worth it like stick it out <laughs> so
0: yeah see that's awesome right there that is so cool i feel like we could talk all freaking day because you know your your situation is so beautifully unique and you you literally get to experience all sides of it you, know, you see those big happy families on Facebook or Instagram, and people are like, "That ain't my family." And then, you know, we all see the stories of the ones that are having tumultuous experiences, or you know, not so amazing. And um, I don't know anybody that has gotten to experience what both look and feel like until you. Like, you're literally the guy in the middle of all of this. How do you manage being that dude in the middle of all of this stuff?
1: <laughs> i know, no, you, I work. Go, I I know to you work
0: i know you work distracted <laughs> i know i know work is the answer but you know emotionally how do you how do you handle how do you hold it down so and because you're so cool about it too
1: i i honestly i truly believe that it is a gift from from god yes um to just have the demeanor of look you know what it's it's gonna be all right no matter what the situation oh, is. It's true. Ain't it's truly gonna be all right. That's it's gonna be all right. And whether it's you know, worst case like we talked about, worst case scenario, my kids never realize like how their father truly like loved loved them. Yeah. Um they may not recognize that. And that's all right. Mm-hmm. And that's like I tried my best and I did my best. And that's right. All that matters.
0: That's all that matters. Yes. Wow. <sighs> Matt, this has been such an amazing time. I just, everything that Jessica told us about you is a thousand percent true. <laughs> well, and that's if good. You told, All good things, all good things, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I just thank you so much for coming on. You can find Matt, Steve, and Jessica everywhere. And please listen to their podcast. It's called Husband-in-Law. How did you guys come up with that name, by the
1: way? <laughs> So, um, I don't remember
0: if I asked Jessica that, but how, how come up with that name and how did you guys do that?
1: So, Steve actually came up with that name, and um, maybe I'll give Steve that opportunity to okay. share. Okay.
0: Okay. You know what? Let's leave. We're going to wait until we talk to Steve. Well, Matt, thank you so much for yeah. being here. You all, make sure you tune in next week because we are going to be talking to Steve. Steve, this is I Know I'm Crazy with Naja Hall. Thank you so much for tuning in. Available on everywhere your favorite podcasts, especially this one, are streamed. I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. I know, I know I'm crazy. I know I'm crazy. With naja Hall.